Hello, and welcome to this audio edition of Philip Pusher's program notes for upcoming concerts by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. My name is Rich Caparella. Concerts by the CSO on Thursday, April 26th through Sunday, the 29th, feature two guest conductors, John Williams and Richard Kaufman. The program is all music by John Williams, including music from The Cowboys, Jane Eyre, E.T., Hook, and many, many more. Here are Philip Pusher's program notes on this concert of John Williams at the movies. John Williams rarely goes to the movies, but there are few figures in Hollywood whose careers are more closely tied to the industry. Over six decades, Williams has won a position of unrivaled prominence writing the musical scores for many of our most popular and widely acclaimed films. The music performed at this concert alone spans 47 years of his career. And since his daily routine has so often involved viewing individual scenes over and over again as he painstakingly tailors music to accompany them, it's hardly surprising that he wouldn't choose to see a movie on his night off. For a composer who never expected to end up writing film scores, he wasn't even particularly drawn to movies when he was growing up, his career has been extraordinary. He has received 51 Academy Award nominations, nearly one for every year he's been in the business, and he has taken home five statuettes. Some years, He's even been nominated for more than one score. In 1977, when the music for Star Wars won out over Close Encounters of the Third Kind, he lost to himself. He has scored all but three of Steven Spielberg's movies. He's an integral part of the blockbuster serial Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Harry Potter packages. And his is the music that will always be linked in our minds with some of cinema's greatest heroes, Indiana Jones. Luke Skywalker, E.T. and Oscar Schindler. In poll after poll, his are among the public's all-time favorite movie scores. In that sense, he's the Beethoven of the multiplex. And since film has become the most popular art form of our time, it's a safe bet that there are more people today who know Williams' music than Beethoven ever dreamed of reaching. Writing music for the movies has always attracted serious conservatory-trained composers, but Williams is one of the few who has smoothly managed the shift between the classical music business and Hollywood, or who understands the difference between writing for the movie theater and the concert hall. Williams knows both worlds well. He grew up around the Los Angeles studios where his father worked, but he also studied composition privately with Mario Costanovo Tedesco and piano under the legendary Rosina Levine at the Juilliard School. Camille Saint-Saëns was the first established composer to try his hand at the then-new medium, providing music for a 1908 silent film, L'Assassinat du Duc de Guise, The Assassination of the Duke of Guise, over the next few decades, he was followed by many of Europe's best composers, William Walton, Darius Mio, Dmitry Shostakovich, Sergei Prokofiev, Rafe Vaughan Williams, and then by a new wave of Americans, Aaron Copland, Virgil Thompson, Leonard Bernstein. They fared better than L.A.'s own resident modernist giants Arnold Schoenberg and Igor Stravinsky, neither of whom hit it off with studio heads. 
Stravinsky entertained offers to score Jane Eyre, The Song of Bernadette, and other projects for Paramount and Warner Brothers after he moved to Los Angeles in 1940, but the one time he actually composed film music for The Commandos Strike at Dawn about the Nazi invasion of Norway, the studio rejected it. Stravinsky quietly recycled the music as four Norwegian moods. Irving Thalberg wanted Schoenberg to score The Good Earth, but when the composer demanded final editing rights, the project fell through. Schoenberg's only movie score turned out to be a short soundtrack for an imaginary motion picture, music to accompany a film scene. Throughout Hollywood's golden age of film music, a glorious two decades beginning in the mid-1930s, the most successful motion picture composers were nearly all classically trained, and they were also mostly Europeans. The Austrians, Eric Korngold, the first composer of international stature to make it big in American movies, particularly in a string of Errol Flynn swashbucklers, and Max Steiner. King Kong, Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, and the Hungarian Miklos Rosha, spellbound Ben-Hur. The leading Americans of the time were Alfred Newman, singer-songwriter Randy is his nephew, who scored more than 200 films before his death in 1970, and Bernard Herrmann, renowned for everything from Citizen Kane to Psycho to Taxi Driver. John Williams, in fact, got his introduction to the medium, working as a pianist and arranger with Rosha, Newman, and Herman, and his scores are, to a great extent, the logical outgrowth of theirs. But although he inherited that grand tradition, he has not only made it his own, but also carried it in directions his predecessors couldn't have imagined. Williams' music is a modern-day wonder of dazzling orchestration, memorable melodies, and meticulous craftsmanship. He could safely be called a perfectionist. He wrote some 350 versions of the five-note musical greeting in Close Encounters before he and Spielberg made their final choice. The range of Williams' output is remarkable. The brassy swagger of the Star Wars theme, the soaring melody of E.T.'s flight. It's impossible to imagine any of these films without Williams' scores. But as this concert reminds us, the music itself is unforgettable all on its own. Notes by Philip Husher on John Williams at the Movies. My name is Rich Caparella. Thanks for listening.